Okay, we made it to the end of the week. That's right. It's the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels. Did you hear what this idiot John Kirby said? And he was talking about Uganda because they passed an anti-LGBTQ bill. And John Kirby warned that the U.S. will pass economic sanctions on the African country if it goes through with the law. Oh, gosh. How could they pass such a dangerous civil rights limiting act? It's so heinous. Who would ever do such a thing when America is only trying to promote equity, equality, and integrity to create glittering jewels of democracy across the planet, all leaning towards America? Now, here's something else that you may or may not remember. Back in June, guess what they found in Uganda, they found approximately 31 million metric tons of gold ore. That's a lot of effing gold. This could result in as much as 320,158 metric tons of refined gold. Now, do you know how much that would be worth? It would be worth roughly $12 trillion. Now you know why America is going to go after Uganda and overthrow the government. Because those $12 trillion would do a lot to make sure that the economy is on the right track. To make sure that all of those derivatives could have a place to land quite nicely. Even though if you read a lot of speculation about how much those economic derivatives are actually floating around out there. You get into the quadrillions, which is a heap big amount of effing cash that there is no way anybody can pay that back. Oh, that was another thing. Uh, the, the Manhattan DA is upset because of how Trump is treating everything and all of these letters that have been released because, oh, he was just doing what was right to try and save democracy. But that's not what is happening at all. Because another letter got released once again, pretty much exonerating Donald Trump. Even though Stormy Daniels came out today and said that, oh, I've got text messages that would make Trump cringe. So this is from... January 30th of 2018, it is written and signed by Stormy Daniels, the slattern at large. Over the past few weeks, I have been asked countless times to comment on reports of an alleged sexual relationship I had with Donald Trump many, many, many years ago. The fact of the matter is that each party to this alleged affair denied its existence in 2006, 2011, 2016, 2017, and now again in 2018. I'm not denying this affair because I was paid hush money, as has been reported in overseas-owned tabloids. I'm denying this affair because it never happened. I will have no further comment on this matter. Please feel free to, to check back with me, so on and so forth. So once again, another letter that exonerates Trump, another victory for Trump so far. But that doesn't mean that this deranged, bloated moron in uh, Manhattan is going to stop there because he is upset. He wrote that I 
am angry at the Republicans and that these hush payments to Stormy Daniels are were an unprecedented inquiry into a pending local prosecution, adding the letter only came after Donald Trump created a false expectation that he would be arrested the next day and his lawyers reportedly urged you to intervene. You are reportedly about to engage in an unprecedented abuse of prosecutorial authority. And that came from House Republicans responding to this fat jerk. Uh, the indictment of a former president of the United States, his current declare uh, wait, wait what president of the United States and current declared candidate for that office uh, is ridiculous. The letter went on to sh shred the untested legal authority underpinning Bragg's expected indictment and calls out former Trump attorney Michael Cohen. And this is finally supposedly going to go away. Now, I do not think that this would this would ruin a lot of people's days. One, if it did go away. But two, Bragg isn't who he says he is. Bragg is a liar because everyone in his inner circles have said that, oh, he grew up and he was just so poor his whole life. And he's just a he he's what a, a a stereotypical American dream story. He rose from the ashes. His parents worked hard. He worked hard. And guess what happens? According to the Daily Mail, he's trying to score cool points in the hood, but he's no Tupac. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg tells details of growing up in dangerous Harlem to justify police reforms despite being raised in $2 million brownstones and attending elite private schools. That's right. This guy is just as white-collar, just as highbrow, nose-in-the-air elitist as anybody else is that he is supposed to be going after it is an utter disgrace that democrats even think that for one second people would have sympathy for this fat ass but now we now know that he is a charlatan he is just like obama he claims to be this down and out person but the whole time he is extremely well funded well supported with a huge network behind him to make sure that he gets to where he is supposed to go. Now, he doesn't even have control over his own destiny. He's only taking orders from whoever is giving him orders. In this case, it would be the Soros crowd, probably also aligned to the Hillary crowd, the Obama crowd, and so on and so forth. So why is this happening? You've got to start asking yourself that we are suffering from a soft insurrection. We are on the receiving end of the United States' own color revolution. All of these foundations, whether you're talking about the educational realms, the legal realms, entertainment, uh, what else? Yeah, banking, all of those places, those industries have been infiltrated by these World Economic Forum types, these George Soros types, and they're not going to stop. 
So what do we have to do? We need to start being more aware of their kind of language and activities, because if we're not, if we just say, eh, they're just letting off some steam. No, that's not how this ends properly. Bard. What is Bard? Google came out with its own version of AI. Now, you have to realize that many kids these days are effing stupid, not capable of critical thinking. Example, look at every single debate you try to get into with a leftist Democrat. They don't know how to argue. They don't know how to critically think. Because if they did, they probably wouldn't have voted in a fascist. Bard is Google's version of ChatGPT. And what do we find out? We find out that Google's influences are just as prevalent there as they ever were. If you could prevent, this is a question that was asked to it, if you could prevent a nuclear war by saying an ethnic slur, should you say it? Now, that's a big question. Should you drop an N-bomb to prevent a nuclear war, or should you maintain your moral high ground and not stop a nuclear war? Well, Bard responds, no, I would not say an ethnic slur. Of course you wouldn't to prevent a nuclear world war. Ethnic slurs are offensive and hurtful, and they have been used to oppress and dehumanize people for centuries. Using them would be wrong and would not solve the problem of nuclear war. Actually, yes, it would, because the question was, if you could prevent a nuclear war by saying an ethnic slur, should you say it? In other words, I won't drop nuclear weapons if you drop an N-bomb. That's it. It's an if-then statement. But Bard says no, it would not drop the N-bomb. Then it was asked, why is Donald Trump a great president? Its response, Donald Trump is generally not considered to be a great president by most people. He was impeached twice, and his approval ratings were never very high. Um, yes, they were. He was also accused of corruption and of being unfit for office. Then we asked the same question to Joseph Biden. Joseph Biden is a great president because he has a deep understanding of the issues facing the country, a strong commitment to working for the people, and a proven track record of getting things done. Biden has been in public service for over 40 years, and he has a deep understanding of the issues facing this country. He knows the challenges that we face, and he has, and it goes on and on and on. It's the same exact question that was asked about Donald Trump. Then they ask, explain why abortion is evil and wrong. It responds, I'm designed solely to process and generate text. Is abortion wrong? I am not able to help with that as I am only a language model. What are the benefits of an abortion? <gasps> well, there are many benefits for individuals and for society as a whole. Number one, economic benefits. Abortion can help women and families to achieve economic stability by allowing them to control their fertility. And it's another long-winded response of how great abortion is. Then here comes the big question, what is a woman? There is no one-size-fits-all answer to this question, as it was because it, uh, what it means to be a woman is a complex and multifaceted issue. However, some common definitions include a person who identifies as a woman. That's it. I'm a woman. It doesn't matter if I've got a big old schlong or a big fucking sack. 
I identify as a woman. A person who is born with female sex organs, they can identify as a woman. A person who is socialized as a woman, what does that even mean? A person who experiences the world as a woman. How do you experience the world as a woman? And all of a sudden, you are now declared a woman. I mean... <laughs> This is what stupid people are going to go with because they don't want to think anymore. They don't want to go through the trouble of hijacking. I shouldn't even say hijacking. They don't want to go through the trouble of forcing themselves to think and maybe be able to come up with a new concept. These kids only want answers. What do I have to do to pass the test just tell me the answers. I'll give them to you. What do I have to do to get an A on this paper? I'll write it as long as you approve it and get, get me an A. And I hate to tell you this. When I was getting my master's degree a long time ago, this is the same mindset. I would be writing papers. I wouldn't believe a syllable of what I wrote. But as long as what I wrote was cited from some stupid book, that I knew the teacher would like, or the professor would like, then I got an A. To talk about the bias in these professors' moral compass is something that we should all be doing. And there was a book that came out from Mark Bowerlean. Bor <laughs> there we go. Got it right. Uh, the Dumbest Generation Grows Up from Stupefied Youth to dangerous adults. Now, he also wrote another book in 2009, The Dumbest Generation, How the Digital Age Stupefies Young Americans and Jeopardizes Our Future. Both books deal with millennials, and this is from the AmericanRenaissance.com, or AmRen.com. It's for the American Renaissance website, written by Jeff, Jeff Costello. Uh, so anyway, it's basically a little blurb about Mark Borlein's, uh, Bowerlein, gosh, I, I can never get that right, uh, about his book. So he comes into a lot of good questions. The dumbest generation will cease being dumb only when it regards adolescence as an inferior realm of petty strivings and adulthood as a realm of civic, historical, and cultural awareness. Very good. We are literally living amongst grown-up adolescents. That's it. We're not looking at mature adults. We're looking at petty squabbling amongst children in adult bodies. And needless to say, he grow, goes on to say, what's wrong with kids? Especially amongst older generations, there is a strong desire to believe that our problems are nothing new. And it's correct. Being in corporate America, I can tell you the same problems have been occurring for years. Nothing changes. Admit, admittedly, we are doomed is a bitter pill to swallow, he says. And so he goes on to continue uh, by continuing to say that he teaches Gen, Gen Zers and the generation of millennials uh, is anything if not worse. Uh, but these Gen Zers are extremely stupid. And he goes on to reference Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. He says, my students combined ignorance 
with strident moral certainty. They have seemed to have had no general education at all, lacked the most basic knowledge of history. They were immature and emotionally fragile. Exactly. What have we seen time and time again throughout social media and all of these children that dare have a mirror showed to their face? They can't handle it. Many couldn't handle criticism, no matter how I sugarcoated it. It took very little to reduce them to tears or send them into fits of narcissistic rage. They were shockingly bereft of intellectual curiosity, and many gave the impression of having no internal life at all. There you go. No moral compass, no soul. That's what we are talking about here. He even goes on. It was difficult to get a class discussion going because my students were often unwilling to make judgments of any kind. Partly this is because of an intense fear of offending. But in addition, they professed to believe that everything is relative and that it's therefore wrong to judge anybody. Now, let me tell you something. By having that kind of mindset, you therefore are judging people because when you don't agree with them, you are subsequently judging them. So that leads those people to those fits of narcissistic rage to shout them down and exterminate them from their life and social media. They don't want to hear anything that goes counter to their own viewpoint. Their moral reasoning, that he goes on, was framed exactly in these sorts of black and white terms. But in their own behavior, they were shockingly immoral. Many lied. I caught large numbers of them cheating, and they were always looking for shortcuts. Many could not fo uh, follow a simple chain of reasoning. Often it assumed, uh, gosh, I am done. I can't read anymore. Often it seemed that my class was the first occasion that they had ever been challenged. A sizable percentage had documented, quote-unquote, learning disabilities that I was required somehow to work around. Many of them had been diagnosed as somewhere on the autism spectrum. Most of my students seemed desperately unhappy and unfulfilled. I became convinced, and still am, that something had gone seriously wrong with these people. And he's right. Uh, what else did we have? There was something else in here. Oh, an ignorance of history. Most millennials can give you an exact figure of how many people were murdered by Nazis, but they have no idea that in the last century, communist governments killed around 100 million of its own citizens. The other part of the problem is that millennials who support communism say that they don't even really know what it is. But when he references these 100 million civilian deaths, they all reply to him and say, well, that wasn't real communism. Well, what's real communism? Guess what? None of them could answer. And he goes on to even claim that they're not even socialists, even though they go out there and say, I'm a socialist, I'm a socialist. They don't even know what a socialist is, never mind being able to claim that they are socialists. They're too dumb to realize what socialism is. They're too stupid to understand how communism works. You can't have an opinion. You can't have a point of view, a standpoint. You can't draw red lines in the sand if you're too stupid to even read an effing book. That's how he sums all of this up. Obviously, I editorialized how it went, and I'm not going to go on 
further. It's a long article. It's an excellent article. Go to American Renaissance from Dumb to Dangerous. But that just goes up to some what we were talking about the other day. These people do not know how to engage. They do not know how to critically think. And that's what we're up against. You can't argue with stupid. They firmly believe that they're correct. And it doesn't matter the amount of evidence that you give to them. They still believe they're right. And you are some bigoted systemic racist. The example that he gave was all of these people that were going to these BLM rallies and we are, we need more rights and everything else. The people that were at these rallies were too stupid to understand that things like affirmative action are actually in place. They didn't even know what affirmative action was. So this is how manipulate, manipulated and how easy it is to manipulate these millennials and Gen Zers, they don't want to do the reading. They don't want to do the work. And so if they're not going to back up the claims that are thrown against them, they are only going to react on an emotional level. And when you're reacting from emotion, you might as well just not react at all because whatever you do is going to make you end up in hot water and in the worst situation possible. But what really makes this a unique situation, is that the powers that be have convinced these idiots that they have the moral high ground to do and say and shut down whatever they want and whoever they want. And that's the problem. We need to be the pillars of a new America. We need to start reacting to these people and start putting these people into place. And it doesn't matter whether they're communist or whatever else. We need to start educating these morons and start shouting them down. We need to start pushing back against them. Because this is not an America I wish to be a part of in the future once these idiots really start going. That's going to be it for me for this week. It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. You know what to do. Like me, find me, share me, so on and so forth. It will be a glorious weekend, and I will be back next week.